Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast with Joshua Latimer, where we discuss business, life, family, faith, struggle, fire, pain, and ultimately winning. It's time to take massive action. Look, I, I can't work harder on your life or business than you do. It's ultimately all on you. You know, God created all the food the birds would ever need, but he doesn't put it in their nest. You've got to go get it. 10 out of 10 people die. So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can? What's going on, Quick Talk World? Josh here. I am going to play you a really cool uh, coaching call I did with a member of the Automate Grow Sell Bootcamp. As a reminder, people in the bootcamp, they get to schedule uh, individual calls with me. That's going to be going away because I don't have a lot of bandwidth for it. I love doing it. And we had a great conversation on this call. This is a new member. They invested in the super bundle. And so we had a great call. And I think you guys will relate because this is a guy who has actually done a lot and he's built something really special, but he still feels like he hasn't done anything. He still feels like he's not successful, even though he is statistically, logically, uh, but he's not feeling it emotionally. I think a lot of you can relate with this and I hope you enjoy this coaching call. If you haven't bought the super bundle, you only got two more days to do it. Go to sendjim.io forward slash super bundle to get two extremely high level courses. And with the boot camp, you get to schedule a call with me so I can help you individually. Enjoy. How are you doing? Tell me about your business. Nice to meet you. Yeah, man. Yeah, I've been following you. Uh, let's start listening to your podcast. I met you uh, through Keith Kelfus, an interview. And I was like, you know, that interview was just kind of eye opening. And I started listening to your podcast. And, um, but yeah, and so you really opened my eyes to, to systems and growing the business. Uh, been doing this for about, this is our 10th season. Um, started off with about 1500 bucks, some of my dad's old tools and kind of went from there. Um, <laughs> I love it, man. What, what <laughs> yeah, oh, like? we're, we're uh, Hannibal, Missouri, in Missouri. Okay, all right. So, so do you stay busy year-round, or does it slow down going into the winter here? Well, so, uh, so you know, up to seven years, I worked hard in the business pretty much myself. Uh, the last uh, two and a half years or so, uh, I hired, started hiring some guys, so I've got a really good, really great landscape foreman, and I just hired a really good uh, lawn mowing uh, a crew leader. This year, um, three years ago, we kind of ventured into the snow business. I bought a plow truck, and uh, so that's kind of uh, bridged the, uh, the gap in the winter time. But here, as of late, the last two years, we've been getting some some hardscape projects that'll take us into up to Christmas. So, typically January, February, you know, we're pretty slow unless it's snowing. Uh, but it's starting to kind of get to a point where. We're starting to get a lot more busier, you know, staying busy during the winter uh, a little bit as okay. well. So it doesn't snow yeah. down there, does it? Oh yeah. Oh, it does. Okay. We just fought it. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We're, we're yeah, hanging up at Missouri. We're not, you know. Uh, we just got about a four, four to five inch snow we had to deal with on Monday. So. Oh, geez. Okay. I'm. I was just <laughs> completely, <laughs> totally not yeah. understanding Missouri. Okay. Yeah. No, we're we're not that far from you, really. All right, so total services you provide is mowing, landscape, hardscape, uh, anything else? Um, yep, so like say snow removal, uh, yep, yep, that's what we do. Okay, do you do Christmas lights or do you do irrigation or fall cleanups or gutter cleaning or anything else? Well, yeah, fall cleanups. We, any, <laughs> we, don't, we don't do uh, Christmas lighting. Um, 
I don't know. There's a company in town that does it, and he, he's got a pretty good setup. I just, I guess, I never looked at the profitability of it. But um, we pay, like I say, with hardscapes and stuff like that. You know, we can do those kind of into the winter and as long as it's not revenue, freezing. What was your revenue last year, and what is it this year, year to date? So, uh, yep, yep. Last year it was uh, two hundred eighty thousand. This year, uh, the last I looked, it was three hundred twenty-one thousand. And uh, do you so, have an yeah, approximation of what percentage of that is? Uh, repeat mowing customers versus landscape projects? Yeah, we do probably around like, uh, let me see, uh, let me see, mowing, just a minute here, I should know that a lot quicker, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, mowing's probably roughly around like 80,000 or so, 80 to 90. Okay. Thousand. Yeah. The rest is landscape and big hardscapes and the higher ticket projects, right? Right, because, yeah, we've been doing some $40,000 hardscape-type jobs, so, yeah. And your cost of materials is super high on those, right? Do you know know what your margins are on average? Well, uh, I really don't, man, just because for so many years I just put my my head down and started working, and I've got a rough overhead recovery system. You know, I try try to net profit about $300 a day. Uh, after everything, so that's kind of where where we try to be. But I've done a poor job of job costing, um, you know, in the past. So okay, all right. And um, do you pay yourself a salary out of the business? And, and when you say the three hundred dollars a day profit, is that in addition to your salary? That's, that's yeah. That's that's after I pay the guys overhead. Uh, yeah, and I pay myself. Um, about twenty five thousand dollars a year. I take a real, real small salary to put money back into the business. Okay. Do you is the is the business got any debt? Is it financially healthy? Is there money in the bank or is it struggling? Well, as far as, far as money in the bank, we I've got about thirty seven thousand in the bank, and I've got about fifteen thousand in accounts receivable. Um, sitting at about ten thousand credit card debt right now, which is terrible, and. Uh, I've got we've got uh, four trucks and a tractor and they're financed. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> okay. And what's the current biggest pain point with the business? What's that now? What's your current biggest uh, pain point? Oh, pain oh, point. Yeah. The biggest frustration, man, is probably and, and you know everybody says it. You know, uh, people finding help. Um, Open my eyes up more to, you know, just going to have to really find somebody that's passionate about it and then train them like a, like a job shadowing type position instead of trying to find somebody that's already halfway skilled. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if I had, if I had 10 great guys, I could have a huge business. You know, there's just plenty of work out there, but, uh, getting the right people. You're not, you don't struggle too much on sales or marketing or getting your phone to ring. You're just trying to, you need to better understand your numbers and you need to have a, a more systems in place around your team, it sounds like. Is that exactly? Well, exactly, because to be able to scale, I'm going to have to have these systems in place. Because I'd like to maybe next year hire some sort of like an office manager, somebody kind of answer the phone, do some of those type of tasks. Um, Are so you the one currently I'm, doing those? I'm. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Is I'm wearing a lot of hats, and it's causing anxiety this year because I'm trying, I'm doing yeah everything but going out and actually doing the project. I'm doing the marketing the uh, the billing, the, the customer follow-up service, 
you know, aspect. Have you taken any other money out of the business uh, as the owner's benefit, like a draw? Did you go on a vacation? Did you, are you paying any personal bills to the business, or is the total amount of dollars you've extracted personally is the total, the 25000 salary, or do you cut yourself checks every once in a while in addition to that? No, no, I just take the salary, but I do, I do, I've got a, I do take my truck and I run it through the business and, uh, my fuel for the truck, I'll run it through the business. But as far as any kind of other bills, uh, personal bills, no. Okay. All right. And are you paying your team members well? I've, yeah, my head, my lead guy, landscape guy, I pay him 19 an hour and then my mo, my head mo guy 16 and then I've got uh, a laborer. Uh, landscape guy for 13, and I just had to let go of a lawn guy. For, he was making 12. So, I mean, fairly competitive rate wages. I don't know. Okay. All right. I'm just, I'm just trying to paint a big kind of high-level view of kind of what you got going on. Sorry for all the yeah. questions. It really, really helps me. No, and then uh, like the last it, yeah. thing is, what, do, what does your company look like in terms of technology? Are you using a CRM system? Um, are you consistent with it? Are you using QuickBooks? Do you have your financials? Kind of up to date. Um, what well, does that look like? Yeah, so that's that's the big a big issue. Uh, I'm not a real techie guy. I've always hand you know I can't hardly read my own chicken scratches sometimes, but I just paperwork and, and pen. But I recently uh, I have QuickBooks, which that's how we run all of our invoicing and estimates and stuff like that. I've recently signed up for Service Autopilot. Um, I've, I've been diving kind of into that been a little bit scared of, of getting into it, but I do have it set up. I actually paid a, a company to go in there and kind of get all of our stuff set up. Um, so I need to get in there and kind of get that more plugged in. That uh, Simple uh, Growth Systems with Mike Callahan? It's, it, that, yep, that is. Yep, yep, yep. Perfect. Yeah, they still have a ton. Yeah, so that, if I get that going, yeah, that's going to be huge. But like I said, I just technology is kind of not, you know, we do do QuickBooks, and I don't use it near to the uh, capability I could. Uh, financial stuff as far as profit loss type statements. I'm, I've really been struggling with finding a good accountant to kind of help me with that. I've went through a different couple ones, so I'm, I'm, uh, in the process of finding another one and, um, getting some stuff kind of more squared away on that also. Okay. And so for bookkeeping work, do you just do that yourself? You're just doing the bookkeeping, well, not, not necessarily accounting work, but just doing the books, expenses, and putting in sales expenses in QuickBooks, or are you just behind on that altogether? I'm all I'm behind on that altogether. I actually, what I, you know, what I've been doing is just at the end of the year, I give them, because I pretty much run everything through, like, two credit cards and my bank statement. So I just use that as, you know, they just plug that into the QuickBooks, and that's how they've determined it. I've wanted, like I said, I've really struggled to, have to find a good person to get me up, you know, to do that for on a monthly basis, so... Um, okay, yeah. and here's the last big question. Um, I guess it's a two-part question. Tell me about your family life. You know, do you got wife, kids? What's your personal situation? And then, uh, in addition to that, what is your 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 outcome you desire with the business? What are you trying to do? What's like the vision here um, in the yep. long run of the company? Yep. Okay. So, family. Um, I've got I've got two kids, two boys, six and three. Um, I've got a girlfriend, um, um, and that's, that's kind of where we're at on family. Uh, it's actually the girl, uh, the lady that I have the two kids with. Um, we're looking to, you know, we've, it's kind of been a struggle, man, you know, as far as relationship goes. Um, we've raised, we split for a while. We've actually got back together, and we're looking to get married and kind of, you know, we've been uh, going to church and, and really falling, 
trusting in our faith and kind of growing that way. Um, so family life has been kind of rough, but I got two great boys I love to death, and um, things are looking up. But uh, okay, uh, cool. What do you want to do with the business? Do you guys have a specific vision for it? Do you want to build and sell it? Do you want to build a monster? Do you want to keep a simple business? Is there other things you want to do? Like, what would be a my, perfect outcome for this company? Yes, my goal, my dream, it, it's always been, man, I'm always kind of a bigger dreamer, but I'd like to get to the, the $5 million mark. Um, I'd like to, yeah, just build a monster that's just, you know, everybody recognizes us as, like, you know, the go-to company in the area. Just, uh, um, you know, and... Um, I forgot what else I was going to say there, but uh, yeah, just just grow it into a, a big company. I'd like to. I don't really necessarily. I don't think I want to sell it. I mean, ultimately, ultimately, my goal is like my boys would want to take it over. At least one of them would want to kind of you know, um, kind of maybe you know take it over, build something for them that they can kind of have a little bit of a head start in life. You know, whenever they get going and uh, kind of build it and, and keep it. All right, in the market, the zip codes that you serve, is it a pretty big market? You know, well, there, there, can you build a five million dollar company where you are now? See, the yeah. So, so, so here's my vision to to, to do to where I'm at. We could probably do one point five to two, maybe, because we work in Hannibal, Missouri, and Quincy, Illinois. But, but about ninety miles down the road is St. Louis, uh, that market. So my vision would be to to get Hannibal, Quincy locked down, and then at some point, kind of at, at a suburb part of St. Louis get like a small building and a shop and kind of start doing some stuff down there. I, to get to $5 million, that's probably what would have to happen uh, would be to, to, to branch out to a different, you know, a different location. And did you did you say you've been doing this about 10 years or so? Is that what you said at the beginning? Correct, yep. Okay, and what do you think the reason is? Um, I mean, you got a nice-sized company. you got some good foundation and stuff, but yep. what do you see has been holding you back from growing quicker than you have? Fear. Uh, if fear I were to, uh, no, no fear. <laughs> no, yeah, well, yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. At first, I thought it was fear of failure, but now, but now, as I've, I've got more money than I've really ever had, and we're growing good, I feel less successful than I did whenever uh, I made twenty, thirty thousand. It's, it's really weird. Isn't that but, funny? Uh, yeah, man. I, I, you know, I thought when I had, you know, it, yeah, but. Uh, I was just scared, you know, because I took so much pride in what I did, uh, kind of raised up a perfectionist, and I was just scared to turn somebody loose on a job, and they mess it up, and then I get a bad name, and, you know, I was just I was scared to, to, to trust anybody, but the guy that's my lead landscaper, I recruited him for three years. He's got 35 years experience, and he's just phenomenal, and uh, so and that, that's the first when I released the trust into him, and then that's kind of, you know, I'm slowly getting to that point, but yeah, just, just, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's that. Okay, I'm feeling you. Well, first of all, you're normal because a lot of people feel like that. Um, yeah. you know, being a perfectionist and building a huge business, those two ideas are kind of incongruent. Uh huh. And letting go of perfectionism does not mean that you don't pursue excellence. Pursuing excellence isn't the same as being a perfectionist. Perfectionism is a fake, false idea. It's not real, right? Yeah. Right. Um, so you're probably really hard on yourself. You beat yourself up. You don't give yourself permission to be proud of yourself, even when you do accomplish big things. <laughs> um, right. I'll, go out on, yeah. I'll go out on a limb here, but is there anybody in your family that's 
that has a large business or has been a high achiever in business of any kind, or are you kind of the guy? I'm the guy. I mean, my family, uh, when I started this, my grandpa set me on the front porch of my mom's house and said, do you really want to mow grass your whole life? You know, why don't you go to a big factory here in town and this and that? So, no. We're, yeah, yeah. It, oh, yeah. I knew it. That's why I said I was going on a limb. You're like, you're fitting into this exact bucket of the type of brain that someone like you would have. And I, I come from that same bucket, man. So, uh, you sound really sharp. You sounds like you have everything, you know, in place. And the most important thing is that you're hungry, you're ready to make a change, you're taking your education serious, like, you're ready to rock. I mean, all we got to yeah. do is you're going to need some accountability and you're going to need to set some simple sprints for yourself and then just go knock them down. You know, when you say things like, for example, you know, I, I really haven't been able to find the right accountant and this and that. When you say things like that, what I hear, just because I've worked with so many people, is I haven't actually decided to get my finances in order, and I haven't pursued and executed on making sure that that happens quick. So you're kind right. of dabbling with it. You kind of, like, look, Google a couple people, maybe do a phone call, leave a message, but you're not, like, attacking the issue, and probably right. because you don't have certainty that, okay, this is the most important thing I should do right now. Like, nothing matters except this, because everything kind of feels equally important to you, and you have a lot of stuff happening, and you got chaos, and the phone's ringing, and you got payroll, and you got to do this and that. So what I can right. help you with give you some clarity on the most important next steps for you. Um, yeah. The first thing that has to happen um, and at the expense of anything else is we need to get your books and your financials cleaned up and delegated to another human being. You shouldn't touch it. You shouldn't look at it. You shouldn't, I mean, you should look at the results of it, but you don't have to do it yourself, right? Um, right. You shouldn't feel overwhelmed and stressed about that because you don't have to be a, an accountant or a bookkeeper. Uh, but we need to just get that done, and I think that'll cause a lot of anxiety to go away for you. And then after right. that's done, then we need to start building and reverse engineering a plan for 2019 to get you to kind of the next level for 2019. So if we look at next year's revenue goals and kind of what you have going on with the team you have, if you did not buy any more equipment or hire any more people, what is the capacity of your current company? Like, how much revenue could you do if we didn't hire or buy new equipment? Not that we won't hire and buy new equipment, right. but if we didn't, what could you guys turn out in 2019 in sales? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, from 280 to 320, and I think if we finish some stuff up, we'll be probably about the 350 mark. Um, if we'll, just, just with what we've got, I mean, I honestly don't know if we can do much more than that, you know. Um, Above 350, I mean 375 tops. I mean, you know, with with uh, the four guys. Are you charging premium luxury prices for your services? Well, I mean, no, I'm not. But I mean, the the, the way I break my numbers down, it, it, everything looks fair for for where, where I want to be profit wise. But I've actually seen some of the comp competitions pricing on, on especially these larger projects, and, and we're you know a good probably 20 percent lower. Uh, but I'm just kind of learning as we go um, as far as that goes. But, yeah, I think that we're probably middle of the road pricing, but definitely not premium. How's your brand? Like, what do your vehicles uh, look like? What's your website look and feel like? How 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 good is your brand? If I called your company, how many rings will someone answer? How great are they on the phone? What does your literature look like? What? How are you in that department? 
Well, as far as the, the truck and the branding goes, the company name's Landscape Doctor, bringing your landscape back to life. That's our slogan. Uh, our trucks are, are black, which they're hard to keep drink, keep clean, but they're black and they got big green lettering across them. So, I mean, they just, they pop. And that's how a lot of people will call it just because they've seen our trucks or, hey, you got sharp trucks, but they're, they're black and green lettering. Um, uh, literature, uh, again, that's, that's, you know, just like you say, to build the premium type, you know, the, the, the biggest, best company, you've got to have that customer experience, you know, where, um, um, we just don't really have that. You know, the, the, I think the trucks look good. People like the name of it. Uh, they get a kick out of that. And then, uh, but the cu- overall customer experience, a lot of times I won't be able to answer the phone. I'm too tied up doing something else. Um, so that's why I think getting somebody in your office is really going to help handle that type of stuff. Okay. Because the reason I ask this is what we don't want to do is we don't want to necessarily scale your team, buy more equipment, do more of what you're doing if it's not really optimized yet. It, it sounds like you're probably leaving um, money on the table in terms of your average ticket prices and your margins and things like that. Um, I would I would personally recommend that we, this winter, try to strengthen your brand, your sales process, the follow-up. Oh, you know, have you heard me talk about the customer life cycle, right? From the moment they engage you on the phone to all the pieces of the process that happen, when they're a happy customer at the end and they refer you people, we need to really dial that in because you're, you say your capacity is 350, but it's probably 450. Yeah. Uh, if, if we're getting the right prices. And once we have kind of that structure in place and, and your, and your brand set up, it's going to be a lot healthier for you to scale. You know, cause you, yeah. have you ever heard the phrase that revenue is a stress metric? Uh-uh. So uh, what it means is like, we don't just want to like, turn you loose and say, okay, go sell a half a million bucks next year. What we want to do is we want to make sure we have the right foundational pieces in place so that when we sell an extra 150000 next year, it's the profitable right kind of work with the right processes, getting the right amount of reviews and referrals, and everything's working correctly, right? Yep, yep, makes sense. So getting your CRM set up and getting a deep understanding of it, even though it's scary and annoying and you're not, you say you're not technical, what that really means is you don't really want your your procrastinating on investing the time to learn it because it's annoying. Um, right. Yeah. You, need to, you need you need to understand all of those things and make sure you're leveraging everything you can leverage. You need to look at your customer life cycle. Um, we need to get the phone being answered. We need to sell. We need to experiment with higher package pricing and higher average tickets. Get the the bookkeeper stuff set up. That would be the the wisest starting place, in my opinion, for you. Is, okay. is to start there, and and you could do everything I just said in less than thirty days, right? Yeah. Isn't like a yep. huge thing. And then once you yep. got you know your website is optimized and you got your social media stuff kind of set up at a basic level, and you have your literature revisited, and you revisit your pricing, and you look at your customer life cycle, and you you look at the phone scripts you're using and the follow-up emails when you give an estimate and they don't hire you. All of those little components, once you feel good about that, not that they're perfect, but that you're pursuing excellence and you're making progress, right? Once yep. that's there, then we set revenue goals for next year and build a plan to hit those. Yep. Yep. That sounds good. Um, your company is, because your margin, if you have 37000 in the bank, 14000 receivables, 
you probably have payables too, like payroll and some other bills. Let's say you have thirty-five grand, right? Yeah, yeah. That's about ten percent of your annual revenue this year. Did you start the year with money in the bank, or did you have zero dollars? Yeah, this is. Yeah, actually, I think I started last year with not much. So this would be the first going into next season would be the first year I got a little cushion, but uh, right. Yeah, I pretty much. So that's about ten percent of revenue. Right, I'm yeah. just doing rough rough math, but about yep. 10% margin, and you're paying yourself actually an under market rate salary at 25 grand, considering everything exactly. that you're doing, which means yeah. your margin's actually less than that. You, how much would you have to pay yourself to replace yourself for real? Like 40,000 a year, 50? That's see, see, I'm gonna bump my salary up next year. I think to probably like 45 is what I was thinking. Okay, but would that actually hire a person in your market that could do what uh, you do at a high level? Probably, yeah, probably 45 okay. yet to start so, them off. So that's yeah. an extra 20, and so we need to take the 20 off of your quote-unquote profit when we look at your real profit. So if you made 35000 in profit, you really made 15000 in profit. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And I'm not saying yeah. to make it feel bad, feel bad <laughs> at all. You're doing good. My point is, right. is that you need to get either – higher margins to raising your prices and adding more perceived value and serving people at a higher level or by being more efficient and looking at your expenses. doesn't sound like you have crazy debt. doesn't sound like you're paying people crazy salaries. It's got to be a price issue. Yeah. But we want to kind of fix that stuff first before we just go sell like a maniac like we have been. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because I, I know for a fact there's a few jobs we've done that have not been profitable. Um, you know, and the, th- and the thing I do, I struggle with is like, you know, the people that have been with me for like eight or nine years, it's harder for me to raise their prices when I was doing it dirt cheap, you know, so I slowly got them up there, but I know that we're, we're barely breaking even on some of them. And I, it's just, I'm kind of a people pleaser and I like helping people out. So that's, that's kind of a, another kind of struggle for me in running a business is it's hard for me just to go in there and say, yep, we're going from 200 to 500 guys. Um, you know, well, so, I'll just just think of it like this. You know, the first people you need to help out are your your two boys by building a monster business that they can be proud of and work with you in the future, right? You want right. to help people out from a position of strength. You don't help people yep. out from a position that's hurting you and holding you back because then you can only help out the three people that you're helping out. You build a monster business. How many people are you helping out now? You have 150 right. employees or something. Right. Yep. So yep. you're just going to have to do it. You don't have to do it all tomorrow, but you got to change your mindset. You're going to get a little nervous. You're going to have some awkward conversations. You're probably going to lose a couple customers maybe here or there, but it'll set you yep. free, brother. It's time to think yeah. different and kind of start leveling up your thinking. And, uh, you know, this is the beginning of that process, this phone call. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm ready. All right, so what we need to do is let's make an action list for you and set some dates on some stuff so we can make sure that um, this stuff actually happens, right? Okay. So, number one, you're going to – you're not going to just kind of poke around for an accountant slash bookkeeper. You're going to hire and deploy an accountant slash bookkeeper to clean everything up and get you an accurate P&L for this year by – what day? How much time do you need to, to get that done? 
so, so you're thinking about a P, so you're talking about P and L for like December or starting in January or, or, or by when you think it? I mean, what? That part <laughs> well, you, just, you want someone to look at this whole year and kind of reconcile all your books, make sure everything's categorized correctly and it's correctly set up in QuickBooks, and then you're going to hire them on a go forward basis to put in your yep. expenses and revenue going forward. Okay. Whatever needs to be done, I'm just saying how long until we can make a hire for that position and have that done. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I can probably, you know, I just switched to a new person and they kind of let me down. I've been this week or, or first and next week, I'm going to go in and have a conversation with them. So I'm hoping within, I mean, I can figure something out within like a week or so. I mean, um, if they're going to be able to handle it and do it for me or not, just explain to them that this needs to be done. If they can't do it, you know, I'm going to have to move on. I, I mean, I'll give them one more shot. Okay. So let's say that, let's say uh, December 13th is exactly two weeks from now. Okay. Do you want to have it done by December 13th? Yep. And so you're yep. either going to fire these people and have a replacement ready to rock or you'll work it out with them. That'll be yep. step one. Um, when can you put in the time required to really understand service autopilot at a deep level? And I don't know what you need to learn or where you're at with it, but you need to invest some more hours into really understanding that system and getting it implemented. Yeah, that's yeah, that, yeah, that's the thing. Um, again, like I said, there's all little stuff. Sounds bad, but uh, just just doing it, you know. Uh, I need to sit down and, uh, I mean, I, I think I could probably within, yeah, three weeks or so, I'd probably have a pretty good understanding of it. Um, yeah, I mean, by, you know, by the end of the year, for sure, I'm going to, I'm going to have it, you know, ready to rock and roll for, for January. That's, that's my goal. You're going to be a service autopilot ninja master by January 1st. I don't know about Ninja Master, but yeah. <laughs> how about a, how about a, how about a, like a, an orange belt? That's a guy. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> to be an orange belt by January 1st. Okay. All right. Um, first. Okay. So that's another really important thing. And then we need to do like a, an audit of your, your brand and your customer life cycle and figure out where we can add more perceived value. How can we get more referrals, more reviews, more, social proof at higher prices, how, how can we begin that process? And that, that's a bigger question, uh, but do you understand what I mean by that? And do you feel comfortable starting to unpack that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, I do. And one thing, uh, you know, we rank, like when people Google and Hannibal Landscapers, we rank like number one or number two. And so one thing I've done, which I didn't have a really good follow through, I started doing having some people give us, hey, uh, if you really, you know, you, you know, you, you like our service, give us a review on uh, on Google. You know, that helps us out. Um, so doing stuff like that, um, our Facebook, I'm pretty, pretty active on that posting. We, I mean, people have actually like, man, you know, you really do a good job posting. We've seen your work on there. We like it. We get a lot of calls that way. So our, our Facebook is pretty, uh, we're pretty active, showing jobs. I think, I think we probably need to give maybe like more, more knowledge, you know, to people versus just showing their jobs. Maybe just, maybe just give them some more type, some more like educate them a little bit more. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, no, that would no, be on the marketing – that's on more on the marketing side, which is good, and it's part of your brand. I just um, – I'm talking more the process from when a customer sees your truck and then they call the number on your truck, and everything that happens between that moment 
and then the moment when they refer you to their neighbor, all of that, yeah. those touch yeah. points, we need to just be creative on what's happening. Like, for example, um, how can we solve the problem of your phone not being answered quickly? It's, yeah. it's not Mount yeah. Everest, but it's a solvable thing. We can figure right. it out. We can right. use an answering service uh, temporarily until we get a part-time office admin. We could, You could... Um, just make a commitment to answering the phone from now on in the short run and think of the admin. You could, there's things you could do to improve that. And then when you talk to them, what is it like for them to talk to you? Like, how long are you on the phone? Is it easy for them to get the information they need? How long does it take for you to get them pricing? Are there ways that we can get them pricing faster? Um, when you're giving them pricing, what does it feel like for them to receive pricing from you? Um, what does the literature look like? You know, how are you selling packages? Are you giving them quotes for multiple things, even though they only requested one thing? You know, each little piece of this, like how do we extract more value and give more value to the client during that little touch point? And then when they schedule the job, so let's say they hire you, um, what is that like? Do they get a confirmation email that says, no, we can't wait to see you? Or I, I don't really know, but you think through all that. And then after you show up, when you show up to do the work, what is that like? What what little thing can you do to, like, exceed expectations? Do you give them, like, a little handwritten note with a pack of cookies say, to your new customers saying, you know, hey, thanks for doing business with us? I, I don't know. I'm just spitballing. But you want to visualize yeah. Yeah. each piece. And then let's say they didn't hire you. What type of follow-up process is happening? Like, how much are you bugging and harassing them to get them to make a decision one way or the other? Um and then after the job's done, is someone calling them, emailing them, texting them, saying, you know, hey, our job's to exceed your expectations. Did we? If we did, can you click here to leave us a review? Leave us a Facebook review. Leave us a whatever. Or all of that stuff, that's part of your customer lifecycle and your perceived value. Once, that's in, once you get that dialed in, then you're going to start being more confident to charge a little bit higher prices. And we're going to start creeping up your pricing. You can play with that a little bit. And that will kind of begin the process of of getting your brain ready to charge twenty percent higher prices, basically. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. And and feel confident justifying. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Totally yep. agree. Totally agree. So, with that being said, <laughs> that's a bigger, more abstract task. But let's set a date when you're going to have a full. Uh, audit and understanding of your customer life cycle, all of the stuff we just said. And again, I recorded this call so I can send you a link to it. When do you, will you have that completed by? Like a full audit? I mean, probably, yeah. uh, I mean, like more, I'd probably be more towards like end of January, something along those lines. Okay, so February 1st, you'll have, you know, kind of a new life breathes into your processes, your customer life cycle, your follow-up, all the low-hanging fruit, charging higher prices, revisiting your literature, getting some things redesigned if you need to, stuff like that, going into the Facebook group, leveraging the other boot camp people, you know, asking for tough opinions, really, really looking at every single thing, asking questions, networking, and figuring out how to really maximize that. You, you can have that done by February 1st, correct? Correct. Are you getting overwhelmed or are you feeling good still? Uh, I'm a little overwhelmed. I'm, feel, I'm feeling good. 
but I, I, I mean, I've known what I need to do for a long time. I just, you know, I just got to set these dates and get it done, you know. We're going to um, do it, though. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Yep. We're going to do it. Yep. We're going to do it this time. And if you could, um, if you if you could make a commitment to post in the Facebook group when we're done with this call. Are you in our Facebook group yet? Yeah, I am. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, call your shot. Okay? Okay. And say, okay. I just had my first call with Josh, and... You know, I know you guys don't know me or whatever. Here's who I am. Here's what I'm trying to do. Introduce yourself and say, here's the three things I'm going to have done. I'm going to have the bookkeeping accountant person rocking and rolling by December 13th. I'm going to have a full, under, deep understanding of my CRM and everything ready to go and execute and implement on it. And we'll go through every training I need to go through by January 1st. And I'm going to have, I'm going to do a full audit on my customer life cycle. I'm going to relook at my branding, the way I sell packages, in an effort to raise my prices 20%. And I'm going to have all that done, all my follow-up, all that done by February 1st. Just put it in, out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Get some accountability. It's, it's all mental. And, yeah. yeah. And this will help you, but only if you leverage the community and call your shot and, 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 and just let go of perfection. Nobody's going to yell at you if it's not perfect, but uh, let's move the ball. You, you yeah. are moving the yeah. ball. I mean, you have a $350,000 business. That's awesome. But you've done it in 10 years. We can get you to a million in two years. Right. Yeah. So you got to start You got to start calling your shots and just moving and shaking and rocking and rolling. Yep. I agree. Definitely. Yep. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Uh, so i got quite a bit of homework here to do. Three things. Yep. One of them is big. other one's... Kind of big, and the other one's no big deal. Be easy, yeah. 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 Yes, sir. Uh, do you feel comfortable comfortable with this plan? I mean, is this adding value to you? Is this what you expected? I, my, my whole job is just to serve you. How are you feeling? Oh, oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, no, no yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's what it's going to take, like I said, to get me where I want to be. Okay. All right. Well, I think. We're good to go for now, and uh, you know, so many people can relate to you, Dustin. I hope you don't feel like you're all, you're all alone. This is the battle. I go back and forth on it, man. Yeah, sometimes I feel like a failure at it, but then you know, I, I realize that there's you know, it's such a shame for someone through. like you to feel that you've created jobs, you've created a business, you're building something, you already have built something that's already far beyond what most people have ever built. That's one thing you got to realize that what you have right now as a business is already in the top probably 10% for sure of all lawn and landscape companies in the, in the world already. Yeah. Yeah. You already are. Okay. People don't get that to where you already are. You've already won. Uh, you just want to take it up even farther and that's okay. Right. It was funny. It was funny because I was having a conversation with, with one of my guys this morning, and I said, "Man, I got you know, I got this this phone call at nine o'clock. I got to take with a, with a consultant. You know, he's gonna help us grow this business." He goes, "Damn, you're always always talking. Thank you, always thinking about that." He goes, I, "I think we're doing pretty good right now, you know." But like I told him, I said, "Man, I want us to he recognizes the best company out there and get you guys better pay and benefits." And, Actually, have a real job, you know. So, but, but he was like, "Yeah, I think, I think we're doing pretty good right now." 
Yeah, that's why, you know, certain people just don't get it. And he's not bad, but he's not a dreamer like you, man. You're an entrepreneur. <laughs> if you saw him, I told him five million. Yeah. Yeah, he's free. He, he wouldn't believe so, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the boot camp group is full of weirdos just like you. So use the group, talk to people. There's a whole bunch of successful, smart people in there. A lot of people in your same industry, too. And even if they're not in the same industry, can add a lot of value. But you got to put effort in to meet people, network and start getting it done. And all this is for yep. your own brain. Yep. Nobody's, you just got to do this for you. Yep. 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 Definitely. Yep. No, it was a pleasure meeting you, man. This is a great call. Yeah, you too, man. Yeah, I'm fired up. I, mean, I absolutely love your podcast. You, uh, I used to listen to a lot. And that's another thing that kind of made me struggle a little bit. Like, I, I like Grant Cardone, and he kind of opened my eyes to what's possible, to dream big. And so he, he helped me in that aspect. But you really helped me make an aspect of applying it, doing, you know, you, you know, you've all, you, I credit a lot of my mind change to you and your podcast and following you. So, uh, one of these days we're going to shake hands. Yes, we will. If I can ever figure out where Missouri is, apparently I didn't think it's there. But, <laughs> maybe I'll, this call, you know, parts of this call I could probably use as one of the uh, episodes on the podcast. What would you think about that? Yeah, that's fine, yeah, man. If you think it's you know can add some some value to anybody, I think anybody would be totally fine. Cool. I think it, I think it adds massive value because of the how you think you're failing as you're winning, and everybody thinks that, and it's it's really fascinating for me looking at you from the outside and hearing you talk like that. It's 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 like really fascinating. Because you're literally already successful, but you don't feel like you are. And the impact uh-uh. of making and your decision making is huge. And you gotta get over that, man. You gotta give yourself yeah. permission to yeah. pat yourself on the back and say, you know what? I've done, I've done a lot of great things and I should be proud of it. And I'm gonna do some new great things and take it to the next level. Yeah. 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 Like I said, it's a, it's a mindset, a mindset switch and, and I'm, I'm gonna do it this time, so. With your Go help, get brother. Go get them, brother. <laughs> keep, keep me posted. Keep me posted. I'll look for your Facebook post. All right, man. I most definitely will. I definitely appreciate this phone call. Appreciate your time. Hey, you're welcome, my friend. Take care. All right, we'll see you. Hey, thanks for hanging out, friends. And from all of us here at the Quick Talk Podcast team, we hope you love today's show. We hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener. Apply what you've heard today in your own business and watch things change for the better. Lastly, remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul. Seek first the kingdom of God, my friends. We'll see you next time. For more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.